0: Hey, great day, everybody. So in today's podcast episode, I have something very special for you. Over the next few weeks, I will be um, celebrating my 11th year in private practice starting July of 2023. So what I decided to do is bring back the lessons learned, but I have a twist on it. Last year, I did a whole series on 10 lessons learned going into 10 years of private practice, specifically about private practice. So What I'm going to do is actually go over some of the things that I've learned while on my way to my first million, because I know that therapists want to break past the six-figure mark, the $100,000 mark. Some therapists are opening up a group practice. Some are even going into the digital product space, doing the whole one-to-many, hosting live events. And so I want to make sure to carve out time just to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners who want more who no longer want to play small. And also you don't want to have a 10 year journey as I'm going to talk about in this series. So I'm gonna talk about some things that I wish I would have maybe made a power move on. I'm gonna talk about how long it may have taken me to do certain things and why I chose it at the time. And you'll start to potentially resonate with some places that I've been in terms of investing in myself and what that looked like or did not look like. And most importantly, how you can bet all on you and not worry about the how. So enjoy the series. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So in this episode, I will be continuing the Abundance series and I'm on a roll with talking about what I've learned in business in terms of certain big things that have happened have taught me so much. So just to give a quick disclaimer, if you have not heard the previous episode called What Incorporating My Mental Health Business Taught Me, I would highly encourage you to go listen to that one as well, just so that this one makes sense. I would say actually pause this one and go listen to that one first because it does set the context for what I'm gonna talk about here, if you would like. If you are new to the podcast episode, I am going into July, 2023, going into my 11th year of having a private practice business. I've had a combination of solo practice and group practice. Group practice was open until five years, for five years. And then, you know, it was some things that happened during my pregnancy with my son and just like that whole journey that, and also just like mindset wise, where I made a, a shift and a pivot In just my whole business, not just my group practice. And it was all for the good because I'm here. And so um, let's go ahead and continue. So again, this is building off of the previous episode with uh, corporations. And as a disclaimer, I'm not a tax, financial, fiduciary, teacher, or anything of that nature. I am simply sharing this information based off my personal and business experience. So as I had mentioned in the previous episode, when you make a lot of money and you're not incorporated, there can be a situation with the IRS. And if your paperwork is not filed correctly, there can also be an issue with the IRS. So I'm going to take you back to 2017. This is when all started. So I've done a a lot of previous episodes about like how I was introduced to one of my coaches, but, and I'm not going to go into the story here, but I'm going to tell you how It positioned the narrative that I'm going to share with you today. So back then I had went to a live event and this was way before we knew what was about to happen in 2020. Clearly I had just did my second surgery for pregnancy. I'll just leave it at that for right now. Have a whole fertility series on that too. And I published that around Christmas time of 2022. So if you want to go listen to that, you can. It's like a six-part series. But we had the opportunity to stand up. And I was in a zone where I was also in another mastermind. And I was really feeling like I wanted to start branding myself. I had branded myself as a therapist, as a mental health provider. But I really felt like there was another side of me that needed to be opened and or birthed, which is like the coaching business, writing books, just other things beyond mental health. But I still wanted to serve the mental health realm, hence why, like, Serve mental health providers. I also realized that I really like to teach, and I don't necessarily call myself like a keynote speaker, but instead I will say things like I'm a trainer, I'm a teacher because of just the way that I talk with my audience. So, with that said, when I left that event, I joined that person's program as well, and I started working on things beyond the realm of mental health. And so After I launched DTA for the first time as a group program beyond one-on-one coaching clients, I realized that, wow, this is such a huge impact for the therapist community. I want to do more of it. It was like that addiction, that obsession. So because I realized that I made a decision that I was going to go all in now, I got pregnant with my son like three months after I left that event. She taught about manifestation, mindset, scripting, and letting go of the how. So um, that was my first time actually being introduced to manifestation in that way. So I got pregnant like the summer of 2018 because I went to her event that March, joined um, her program and I was in her, I'm still in her program now, just like a different one. But um, I joined like different levels based on what I need in my business or personal life. So once I started launching you know, the DTA group, when I was pregnant, I had told my CPA, and if you heard the previous episode, it was a CPA that I had up until 2020. I told the CPA that I had a vision for the company because I'm a visual person, so I drew her out a map. So she said, this is great. I drew her out a map, and I had two legs in my business, the mental health business and then the coaching business. And at the time, I had only had like a few one-on-one clients, and I... I'm sorry, I didn't launch DTA until my son was born. I had had one client at that point, but I didn't make like a lot of money to the point where she thought it would be a good idea to incorporate. And it was like fluctuating based off when I got clients. So it wasn't like it was consistent because it's also not like I was marketing it like as consistent as I am now. So she said, this sounds like a great plan. I want you to make X amount of dollars And then once you do that, then we'll know that you're serious and the IRS will as well. And then we'll incorporate because I don't want you to incorporate, have to pay all this money out per year in California is 800 bucks. Plus we will have to open up payroll. There will just be other things that even if it's like $50 here, $60 there, if you're not making consistent revenue, it's not going to make sense. You know, and some people are like, no, you need to incorporate for for tax benefits. Well, if you're not making no money, it, it don't matter, right? So, and I still have to pay the $800 per year plus payroll every single month. So when I was pregnant, I showed her the map. And then after I had my son, I showed her the map again. Um, and it was after I launched DTA. So I showed her the map. I said, yo, I just had 12 students. It was phenomenal. They spread the word. I'm about to do it again next year in July, right? And so she filled out my corporation paperwork and she said, I can see your energy has shifted. My why has shifted as well due to me having a child. And so she said, let's go ahead, but you got to make sure you follow through, but I believe that you can. So I did. And- At that time, I decided that for 2020, I was going to not replace therapy clients that were graduating from treatment. So with that said, during that time, I had had, Maybe 15 to 20 clients, give or take on a week. I was working like four days a week and see like, you know, five clients a day or something like that. Or sometimes it will be lighter, like if I worked on Saturdays, but I would go heavier on the weekdays. And when I say heavier, it doesn't mean I'm seeing clients back to back. I believe in breaks. I believe in going to the nail shop. And I found a nail shop right around the corner from my office. There was plenty of shopping, which can be dangerous. There was a big mall right next door to my office. There was food eateries. So I would just find different things to do. So anyways, I incorporated and then uh, 2020 happened. And when 2020 happened, I only had anticipated launching the DTA program two times, in July and maybe sometime in the fall, not sure yet. I didn't even like no launching like that. I knew that eventually I would start tapering down my practice and my sweet spot was eight to 10 clients. Now, in the beginning of 2020, I was almost to my goal. And then when March happened, I started getting all of these phone calls from private pay or insurance clients. And I'm like, oh man, a lot of people are in need. This is the time of my life where I can either choose to say no or I can say yes, but I just got to make sure that I'm aligned with the yes, even if the person for me to be quite straightforward. If the client was not 1000% my ideal client, I may have still taken them, but it wasn't a client that I disliked. It may have been a client avatar that I've served in the past that I just don't serve anymore. For example, I don't serve little kids, right? I didn't take on any little kids because it was virtual. Um, And I have a thing about being in person with kids. I was like, absolutely not. That was like my 100% no. But for teenagers, transitional age youth, college students, families, adults, couples, I still did all of that. And so What ended up happening was my caseload like pretty much doubled when it was supposed to be cut in half, okay? So my goal was to slow down. Also, I was doing way more virtual workshops through the nonprofit where I was signed up to do them. It's not like I didn't know they were coming, but the year before and the year before, even though they would say they were coming, they would be pretty stagnated, right? So I'm like, eh, I see it when it comes, but I can anticipate I might make around this amount. So my CPA thought, okay, well, that still doesn't, you know, declare for the mental health side of your business that you need to incorporate. So I'm like, all right. Then she said, for the coaching program, you're incorporated. So we gravy, whatever you make, we're just going to put it in there. So Brandon for Abundance was born December 22nd, I believe, of 2022. Oh, the angel numbers 12, 22, 22. <laughs> I mean, um, no, it was 19. Sorry. And then Dr. TK was still, y'all, W 9 because I didn't want to come back as just to Jackson. I wanted to come back as Dr. TK because I had also written a book and I had done like some master classes or online workshops. So I wanted the brand to stand out. So I did a whole DBA with Dr. TK and I was doing just a lot of things under that name for streams of income through like various things related to mental health. So at the end of the year, it's time to, you know, get all of our W9s and, uh, I didn't look at the W-9s. I ain't gonna lie. I just scanned them in my my computer, uploaded them to a Google Drive and sent them right over to her office. So she emailed me and she said, "Uh, your taxes are done. (laughs) And I'm like, why does this email look long? You know how you skim an email? And she said, I got good news and I got bad news. And I kind of felt like there there was gonna be bad news because I did see that there was a lot of money that was made. When I compartmentalized it though, like, oh, nonprofit, oh, mental health, oh, book sales, oh, master classes. Oh, like it was so many, many streams of income under the mental health umbrella and under the coaching umbrella as well. I was doing like just little stuff. Right. So when she did my taxes for 2020 and she said, there's good news and bad news. I was like, Oh, this is email. So it's not like I can say, give me the bad news first, you know, kind of thing. So she said, I don't remember actually what order she gave it, but bottom line is she said for the coaching business, you did phenomenal. You made like $27,000 the year before, like with random workshops in your first cohort of the academy program. And this year you definitely brought well over six figures, you know, plus whatever you said you made for your payment plans. I'm like, all right. I bet six figures, coaching business, fire, right? And then I keep reading and the fireness like went down. So then she was like, private practice. I thought you said you were slowing down, but I understand mental health at an all time high. You made over six figures because you did a lot with that nonprofit and your mental health. I said, say what? That was the number that I didn't expect. I was thinking she was gonna say like 50,000. It was like probably $130,000. I said, wait. I said, well, okay. And I automatically knew, oh man, Dr. TK is not incorporated. Holy crap. So I'm like, let me get to the bottom of this email. She said, the good news is you made a lot of money. The bad news is you owe from Dr. TK $12,000 because remember- As a W-9, if you're not watching for tax liability, you're not dishing out stuff that will reduce your tax liability in terms of like how much money you owe at the end of the year. You don't have a lot of tax write-offs as you think you do because truth be told, outside of like my EHR, a lot of the, even the people that I hired was on the coaching side. So like the coaching side is getting all these write-offs they make, but it's also making all this money. But the mental health side is not getting a lot of write-offs. Like I didn't buy any new computer. No, I I did. I bought one computer, but again, I counted that under the corporation because I ain't thinking that the mental health business like need all these write-offs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing work from home. I'm not counting no mileage. I got a little bills here and there, like internet and stuff, but I'm splitting that between the two businesses. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So she said, you want to do a payment plan or pay in full? I said, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and pay this (laughs) 12,000 like in full, but I need an extension. And luckily they gave multiple extensions in 2020. So I was able to pay the money like in the fall or whatever, but I just paid it in full. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Hey y'all, it's that time again. It is scale season. So I want to call out all of the therapists, healers and service providers across the country. I am hosting our end of the year two day in-person conference this fall, October, 2023 in Las Vegas. So we are talking about all things, scalability, things like launching a new or existing product or service line, collaborating with other providers across the country to increase your reach. We will also be covering how to create your content that aligns with your launch throughout the entire year of 2024. We will also provide you with a seven streams of income map so that you can develop your business over time with growth and scalability. And did I mention that this is the only event that we are having For the fourth quarter in person so we will be discussing all things for 2024 business planning growth and scalability wealth management and so much more so if you want to attend go ahead and grab your seat before the time is up head down to the show notes or go to our website drtk.com forward slash links and grab your ticket to the therapists deserve abundance conference all right y'all it's scale season let's get back to today's podcast episode So what are the lessons learned during this timeframe of my business? Because woo, $12,000 is a lot. So one of the things that I bring to my community as well is make it happen. At minimum, meet or chat or email your tax person every quarter. Now, if you have a bookkeeper, they should be able to uh, run a profit and loss statement, but you don't just want to look at it as a month by itself. You want to be able to look at it month to month, quarter to quarter, and also like variety of things, like compare it to where you were last year to see if you're actually growing and also look at it in comparison to what your goal is at the end of the year. So what helped me During 2020 is that I had the CPA up until maybe mid year and then I outpaced her. And then I started looking around for other people. I pretty much I'm gonna say piecemealed certain people up to do like bookkeeping, forecasting, which is like looking at where my money is gonna go, Um, me understanding my cash flow. It's just you know, a lot of nuances that I did with other people as well to help me understand my numbers because I was growing at a very fast exponential pace that I did not anticipate. To happen that quickly. And this is why I harp on in my programs the less attractive part about running a business is building out the operating system from beginning to end. If you're in a private practice, how do you onboard clients? How do you offboard clients? If you hire therapists, how do you onboard them? How do you look for them? How do you offboard them when they leave? Are you within your legal realms of understanding the HR guidelines? Do you understand your entity structure guidelines? There are basic things that you do need to know. And then there are some things that clearly you leave to the professionals. But bottom line is I realize that I cannot go beyond 90 days without understanding my numbers. Because if you wait until the end of the year, it'll be too late for you to write off anything if you need to. Um, The number two lesson is what I mentioned earlier is understanding tax liability. Tax liability is I'm owing you $12,000 because as a W-9, I got all this cash coming in. And if you're a person where you don't even save any money, because you're like, I don't, I'm not going to owe that much money. You know, I'm a business owner. I can write off stuff. But if you have nothing saved, Oh, we got a problem because W-9, you're going to owe something. I don't care if it's $2,000. Do you have the $2,000 or can you request an extension? Will you pay it on time or are you going to let that interest hit and not pay your IRS bill? I learned early on there's two different departments of people that you don't want to mess with. You don't want to mess with student loans and you don't want to mess with the IRS. Those are the two people who have the rights to go into your bank account with your um, social security number and take your money. (laughs) Okay. So you don't want to play with them. And the third thing that I mentioned on the previous episode is the importance of understanding why my business needs to be incorporated and consult to understand terminology you don't understand. I didn't understand any of this and I still don't understand half of it, but if I don't understand it, I'll just tell them like, I don't know what you just said. Can you like break that down into like regular language? Because that's not my genius zone. So ultimately, what this led into just bringing it to current date is that Dr. TK was incorporated a year and a half ago. I had to recently do an update with my escort because certain things were not done correctly even when it was first filed, but that's okay. Mistakes got caught. As long as they were caught, I'm cool. You know, it didn't make me lose any sleep or lose any money or anything like that. It was just potentially money I had to invest in with my current CPA to fix it. But I'd rather fix it on the front end versus making millions and millions or for you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you got to pay for it through the IRS end. And that's something you want to think about in terms of investment is I told my uh, clients, would you rather pay two hundred and fifty dollars to consult with a CPA? Because some people are like, that's too much money. But you charge people, you know, to do consultations with you or to do therapy with you. So why can't they charge? You know, so they're saving you thousands of dollars on the back end anyway. So would you rather invest $250 up front to understand what's about to happen, or would you rather pay $12,000 on the back end? Now, my CPA did not know that 2020 was coming to the point where all of this money would be made. Now, if I'm looking hindsight, what I would have wished would have happened, but this speaks to why they're no longer my CPA, is because I had to learn how to... Understand that they were also at their capacity. They told me they were at their capacity and I don't need to push it. Just because I like her don't mean I need to push it. You will outgrow people on your team or people that help you with your business. So one of the things that I look back on is if I were to do this all over again, I should have been on my CPA or got a new one if they were not checking in on me. But I get it. The circumstances were very different in the middle of 2020. It was. Fast pace, and no one knew what was going on, and in our homes that can cause stressors that impact our business as well. All right, so I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. We'll be dishing out all my business <laughs> in this series, but I know that I sometimes will hint on these things in podcasts and or. On live streams or in our community, and people don't really know the back end story about it. So I just want to document it on the podcast. That way, whether you're listening now at the time of this recording in July of 2023, or you're listening later, I like to create what's called evergreen material that means that therapists can, you know, apply it to your business and your life at any given time. Time. All right. So hop over to the DMs on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. All of the links are in the show notes. Um, Let me know what was your biggest takeaway. If this is your first time joining us, I want to say welcome. Make sure you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts in this series. Please follow the podcast and um, leave me a five star review. I will greatly appreciate it. And most importantly, let me know what was your biggest one or two takeaways. this episode and also share this podcast with at least two other future or current mental health providers that you know even if they are a speech pathologist a nurse practitioner anybody who services other people that's close to our field i truly believe that the information can still apply to their business and we also do mindset and abundance chit chats on here as well um so i look forward to you know being in your ear during the next podcast episode in this abundance series and i will see you in the next one bye listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.